Hello there Questies and welcome to this week's episode of Quest for Confidence where we are going to be picking into how we can help you be more confident with riding your horse. I'm joined today by my wonderful coach which is Greg from GB Gressage. Hi there Anna. Although I don't own any matchy matchy sets and I am not Charlotte Dujardin. Does like a sparkly brow band guys. I do like a sparkly brow band but in all seriousness Greg's page on Facebook is called GB Dressage. He teaches wonderful dressage, but he also teaches other disciplines as well. In particular for me, confidence. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I haven't booked Greg for dressage lessons. My brief to him when I phoned him up was, I just want to be able to ride my horse and walk and trot without crying and canter potentially one day without feeling like I'm going to throw up or die, Mm -hmm. was the brief. Yep, and today is one day. (laughs) Today is one day. And um, we've been together three months and um, I wanted to make a podcast because what I've learned so far after riding for 35 years has been real eye-opening game changers for the thing I struggle with the most, which is my confidence. Uh, I literally would feel sick at the thought of riding my own horse and would duck out a lot. If you've listened to our intro episode, I explained that a lot. I used to get other people to ride him for me, come up with excuses like it's raining and whatever. So I booked myself Greg and got myself an instructor and I'm making myself ride more and the things I'm learning, I really want to share with you. Now, I'm really looking forward to this episode, Greg, Mm. because this topic, the freedom of forward, and I'm just going to butt in there and say, anyone nervous, do not switch off. Because if I, before I started having these lessons three months ago, if I would have found a podcast on horse riding called The Freedom of Forward, I would be, what's that thing they do on the data thing? Swiping left or right? What's bad? I don't know. Which I can't oh, which way it is. Well, I'd be swiping you away, darling, because no, I, no. I would not, forward is not a word I'd want to hear. So just to explain to you what we mean by this is whenever I did used to get my horse to ride, if he, if I tacked him up and he'd come out the stable yawning, you know, can't be asked to walk, and shuffling along. I actually would say to him sometimes, I'd pat him as we walk into the squat. I'd be, great, stay like that. That's brilliant. And I'd feel like assured that he was half asleep. This is brilliant news for me and my nerves. My horse is half asleep today. This is really good. And then what I would do is I would mainly walk about, but then I'd trot. And my trot would be as slow as it possibly could be. And I'd be almost in like this fetal position. Um, And this probably sounds familiar to you if you're honest with yourselves and you're nervous. You know, you you have this comfort from I'm going slow. I'm not going fast enough for anything bad to happen. I'm not going fast enough for my horse to bugger off. I'm going to stay here in my safe zone, all hunched up, going as slow as I possibly can. And then... What would happen was one or two, a couple of things would happen. If my horse would spook, which actually he would do by tripping, which I've just realised even saying this out loud, mm-hmm. my horse doesn't trip around the school anymore. No. Wow, what I've, I've just learned that now, guys. <laughs> she, had, she had a learning thing with me there. Um, wow, I can't believe that just happened. Yeah. Anyway, um, he, he used to trip and then from that, because he was half asleep, it would make him jump. Mm-hmm. So I'd get like this spook thing. And that would then set my heart in my mouth and, oh my God, this horse is going to kill me. I'm going to die. Um, so let's go even slower or let's go back mm-hmm. down to walk. So it would do that. It would also mean that 
if I was going to canter, and I'd leave canter to the right at the very end of my lesson as something I had to do, not wanted to do, I had to do, and it would literally go like this. I would do one lap in one direction, one lap in the other direction, and I hated the first lap so much that I'd change the rein to do the second lap, thinking, oh, I really don't want to do this, but I've got to, because there's that, that thing. Be, even if you talked yourself into doing it. Yeah, you? oh, God, yeah. And so I'd be doing that. But what would happen was I was trotting so slowly into my canter that asking for canter hit my horse with beeline I see this now it felt like such a leap into canter now if you're nervous that is not going to be helping you so I would struggle to get into canter because my poor horse wasn't going fast enough and he'd be like I don't know what you're asking me to do um so then I'd think oh well that's him being horrible we just doesn't want me on his back, he's going to bugger off or throw me off. None of those things have ever happened, by the way. But that's what my brain had told me. And um, yeah, so canter, trotting so slowly, canter would just be such a great big leap. Now, Greg, the first lesson I had with him, and well, we do it now all the time, but the first few lessons I had with him, especially the first lesson, he got, he watched me, he said, just ride about a bit, I'm going to watch you. And he said, right, I want you to speed up your trot. And he got me to go faster and faster and faster. And I am going to let him speak in a minute, ladies ladies and gents, believe it or not. But, but the whole time I'm thinking, well, this is horrible. What are you doing? I mean, you're not being a swear now, darling, you bastard. <laughs> well, this isn't what I've asked. I've told him I'm scared. What is he doing? And I would never in a million years have trotted that fast in that school on my own because that felt the complete opposite to what I convinced myself was safe. So he's got me doing this and he sent, set me this homework to ride three times before he comes back and you work on getting that trot as fast as you can. Um, and I hated it and I hated it for the first few weeks. I really did. But I'm determined that I am going to overcome this confidence because I love my horse. I want to love riding him. I don't want to feel scared. I don't want to feel sick. Mm. Um, so, and I don't want to come up with excuses because that really sucks. I feel like such a loser because I know I've done it to myself. The sun goes down and I could have ridden today, but I've come up with an excuse. So I'm, go I'm, tr I'm putting all my trust in what my uh, riding teacher is telling me and I'm going as fast as I can. So um, weirdly, and I'm going to let Greg talk now. Um, by doing that and by persevering with that, I have learnt comfort from going faster because... I'm already going fast. Well, we've just established my horse doesn't trip anymore because <laughs> he's not going so slowly. But when he does have the odd spook, I'm already at that speed when he's spooking. So it doesn't feel so massive. Mm. And the cantering, which I never thought I'd even be doing now three months in, because I'm telling you now, guys, it was such a bad word. Canter. You know, <laughs> it's like, shall I say it again and do a sound effect? Canter. Canter. That's the noise my brain would hear. Um, it was just the worst thing ever. So, again, we're already going at a fast speed. So the transition into canter is just like a little click. And it's easy. There's not a great big uplift in pace. And I'm not, pardon my friend, I'm not pooping myself. I'm going to let you talk now, Greg, and let you talk about the science behind uh, moving forward. But for me, I can't promise you enough questies. 
that this is game changing. The power of going faster. And I can't believe I'm saying it myself. And I know you're going to be sat there. If you were where I was three months ago, you were sat there shaking your head. No, 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 no. Me faster? No, forget it. I'm changing channels now. I ain't going faster. I will die. Um, you need to hear this because it has changed my confidence completely. And I'm going to let you talk now, Greg. Okay. Thanks, Anna. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, hi there, Questies, first and foremost. Um, so, what I really wanted to explain to you is the freedom of forward. And um, I can imagine some of you listening to this, mucking out or drinking a cup of tea and practically recoiling in horror at that concept. But let me clear a couple of things up first. So when people are that nervous, anything more than a trundle is fast. So when we are talking about sending the horse forward in a fast way, what we actually really mean is we just want to get involved with the horse's working trot rhythm. So we're not hooning around the arena like lunatics, even though initially it does feel that way, but we just want to bring the horse up to his working trot. Now, the reason for that is that horses find relaxation through forward. So you know how you may have come across one or two strange people who like to go running? Um, and they will <laughs> who often, are they? <laughs> I've seen a few. Um, and they often will say, you know, oh, they sort of hit a wall and then they push through the wall and they get like the endorphins release and they just feel like you can just keep going. Well, the horses react in the same sort of way. So by getting through the exercise and getting to that place, they begin to relax. The endorphins get spelt out into the body and they begin to really soften and relax over their body. Now, one of the reasons that we prevent the horse from working in the working trot when we are nervous is because our brain is in flight mode. And what happens is when our brain's in that mode, we can't process things very quickly. We can only manage a very few things at a very slow rate. And so what we try and do is we try and slow the outside things down so that they can be in time with the way our brain is processing. So we have this crossroad. So we have a person who needs to keep things very, very slow because they're very, very nervous and that's the speed at which their brain can process. But we have a horse who needs to pick up the rhythm and push through to get that relaxation. So what do we do? Well, we have to get to a point where the horse can be relaxed so that the rider can feel the horse be relaxed and therefore relaxed with it. So what I tend to do with my clients is I get them to ride the horse forward. Now, forward only up to a working trot, not running around like a crazy bat lady on the back of the horse, but just up to the working trot. And then what I like to do is I like to add in some acute rein changes. Now, these are done not based around how nicely you do a rein change. I can vouch for that. <laughs> the purpose of them is to get you to have something to focus on, to think about. You've got to be listening, thinking, I've got to turn, I've got to turn, I've got to turn. And so you are actually focusing on something else other than just, I think I might die. And <laughs> you're giving, you're riding the horse more forward. You're looking toward the next rein change. And all of a sudden, after about 10 or so minutes of doing this, the horse has got to listen to you because there's so many rein changes coming up 
they're being ridden more forward so they don't have the headspace to worry about anything else they're focusing on you you're focusing on where you're going and then boom all of a sudden you begin to relax you feel that horse relaxation come from underneath you and then you can actually begin to relax a little bit more and if you keep going with this process riding the horse forward into a good quality contact not too heavy not too light without too much pressure you will then begin to feel that actually this is within your wheelhouse mm -hmm. you can manage this absolutely and like greg says it is astounding how relaxed the horse feels and you couldn't have paid me to tell me that three mm. months ago i wouldn't have believed you i was so nervous and for me i i recognized that going slowly like that i felt like i was in control mm. stay safe stay safe stay slow stay safe yeah. you know and you've actually got me to do my old trot recently yeah. and you videoed me doing it and we will put this on our uh, facebook page by the way guys um and looking back at it, it's shocking how unsafe mm. it looks. I genuinely mean that. I thought I was so safe going as slow as I can, being as careful as I could. And my horse is chipping and all the rest. It really doesn't look safe. So no wonder mm. the slightest thing felt like a big old spook or a big old canter. You're in an irregular rhythm. So yeah. as you're trotting and you're trying to rise, you've gone into a fetal position. But you are, as you rise and fall in the saddle, you are falling into a different spot in the saddle every time, which makes you feel more wobbly. Mm -hmm. But also then, if you are hypersensitive and hyper aware of what your horse is reacting to, whether his ear is twitching or whatever, um, it, you tense up your body. And that can send a signal through to some of the more sensitive horses that, you know, danger is present. So they tense up, mm -hmm. you tense up again further. What we need to try and do is change the the narrative of that story and make it a much more positive experience. Change your whole mindset so that you can have build on more positive experiences. If you imagine your rides as a brick wall and, you know, the first few are you're laying your foundation and then each ride is another brick on this wall. And you're, you know, you're listening to this podcast. So let's call that the mortar holding these <laughs> bricks in place so you know you follow the podcast you're doing the work you know keep pushing keep trying keep making things happen for you each day is a new day absolutely and i just wanted to echo that the very fact that you're listening to this podcast if you are one of our nervous questies on your quest for confidence then a massive well done for you for finding us and for staying Definitely. with us this far in as we're waffling on yeah. but you know we've been talking about going faster omg you have actually listened to that subject mm. which i really doubt any of you would have even considered as a nervous person myself. So um, that's really, really good. Um, I just wanted to talk about an example of this, and I haven't shared this with Greg yet, oh, when I was riding, yes, so when I was riding this week, so, you know, again, a nervous rider, I'll get on some days and I'm convinced, and we will cover this in another podcast, that my horse is going to be a knob today. And it was one of those days, and it's all in my mind, and he's just looking, he's just looking, that's all. And I got on, and where we've moved to, there's a field next door where my school is that has cows in it sometimes, and the bushes are overgrown, and I could see this cow, you know, like 
spying on us, basically. I'm sure there aren't cows. I don't think cows do spy on people. But anyway, <laughs> stay with it. So I'm aware it's there. And we're trotting around the arena. We're walking around the arena. And um, this cow keeps going past. And my horse, I was that. But we, I'd only just got on and walking around, getting my seat right, sort my stirrups out and stuff like that. And I was like, what was that at this cow? And I was like, I'll walk on, you know, what have you. And um, no, he's looky, looky at this cow. So I, I immediately went to my comfort from going forward mode, which I'd have never done before. My reaction to that before would have been get off. Go in, untack, come back in the house, tell have my husband. Cry. Yeah, have a little cry. Feel like a big old loser. Say to my husband, oh, I couldn't ride today. That bloody cow was there again. We're going to have to move. Yeah, we're going to have to move. <laughs> um, that bloody cow was there again. Um, but I didn't. Or or if I was feeling a little bit braver that day, I might have ridden, but only down the other end of the school. Mm. Like an idiot, right? So, or feeling like an idiot. Um and that would have probably made my horse worse because why are we working in half the school? Mm. You know, he's a big horse. So I went into my immediate forward mode because the cow was there. So it's completely against my senses as a nervous rider to ask my horse to trot on when he's mm. obviously looking at something that's a potential spook. And I'm like, go on, on you go, trot on. And um, off we trotted. And we I made him do a good few laps of that school. Trot, mm. trot, 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 trot. You know, in a forward working trot. I now know you explain that it's not trotting in terror. It's actually <laughs> just called working trot. Which shows you how little I did it before. Um, and yeah, and a few, one or two laps in. Or the minute I started trotting forward, actually, he calmed down. And because he calmed down you and stopped looking at it. Yeah, I did. Mm. And it was a real, like, bingo, like, I'm going to put a little ting in here moment where it was like oh my gosh this is so powerful i have to share it with other nervous riders i think the i think the thing to know here guys is i mean let's face it anyone who's ever had a wobble on the back of a horse nobody and i don't care who you are nobody is more aware of their surroundings or the environment than a nervous person on the back of a horse mm -hmm. you can spot danger from four <laughs> miles away whether it's there or not uh -huh. so it's super important that you don't become over cautious and over aware of everything you know a lot of places we keep our horses might have a yard cut might hop out from said bush somewhere mm -hmm. At the moment, we're going into autumn, and where we live, it's super pheasant happy. Oh, gosh, is so, it? Yeah. Oh, so, I'll brace myself, darling. Yeah, I've got a lot of those sort of uh, immature pheasants wobbling around the place at the moment. So, And they're fine with the horses in the paddocks, but you bet your bottom dollar, the minute I stick some tack on a horse, then they see a pheasant, it's, like, terrifying. Well, actually, I used to ride somewhere where the guy next door... He had a lovely, beautiful garden. It had been in mm. magazines and things as oh, well, wow. I think. So they were proper gardeners. And the school ran alongside the back of their garden. And he only would ever come and do his leaf blowing or whatever mm -hmm. it was when I was riding. And it wasn't intentional no. at all. Um, he was like a little weather vane. Or you know they get those little Swiss clocks where the people pop yeah. out? That was him whenever Surprise. I was riding. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it, again, that would be my excuse. Mm. I'm getting off. He's come out now with the leaf blower and I'd be going back in going, oh, I've had to stop riding because of the leaf blower. I really wish I could go back and just experience that one because I would be trotting on through yeah. that leaf blower as if it's not there. I think the important thing to remember is that, do you know what, guys? Life happens. 
things are going on all the mm -hmm. time. So when you're nervous and it's a little bit windy out there and you're absolutely terrified, you're thinking, oh my God, it's windy. But it's windy. I don't know if I can ride because it's windy. And you think, think about it in this logical, sensible way. You're nervous about riding in the wind. You've just gone to the paddock and brought your horse in from the paddock <laughs> in the wind. In the wind, I know. You've tied it up on the yard in the wind and you've tacked it up. Guess what? In the wind. <laughs> so safe to say your horse has spent the last 24 hours in the wind of some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. It's just you that hasn't. Not every time it's windy or there's a pheasant or... You know, there's a cow. There's a cow, or God forbid, should your yard owner have invested in some nice new shiny blue and white poles or something? Oh, I can give you one from today. A friend of ours came over and rode my other horse, right? And my husband was loitering around on the yard in his tool shed, and I said, and I gave him one of them looks, and he didn't seem to pick it up. So as he waddled past, I went, "Don't you be drilling yeah. like this." <laughs> so you gave uh, our friend Rusha a lesson today, and I don't know if you noticed it, but. I told him not to drill, right? So thank you very much, uh, Mr C. You didn't go drilling. But what you did do instead to occupy yourself was walk around the field that the school is in, rattling all the fences, measuring up for the fences, which, thank you, darling, I know I need you to do the fencing. But you didn't have to do it right there and then when someone was having a lesson. That said, Rusha was going forward. She's used to going forward. It didn't bother her one iota. The horse didn't bother one iota. But uh, I thought I'd throw him in with your pheasants yeah. and your cow. Let's add... Flipping husbands doing DIY. Well, fortunately, Rusha is a client of mine and has been a client of mine for at least three years mm -hmm. now. So um, Rusha is well-versed in the sit-up and ride-on. Yes. Uh, so, you know, and actually what was really interesting was even though even though Mr C was doing that, uh, the horse didn't react. No. Even a bit. And, and Because Rusha didn't. But you see, we have these preconceived ideas in our head that, you know, Everything must be still and perfect for us to have a sensible, nice ride. Mm -hmm. But life isn't still and perfect. No. Life is hectic and sometimes life's a bit naff. So we have to make the most of it. You know, we have to get in, roll our sleeves up and get on with it. Yeah. You know, so some days there might be a pheasant. Some days there might be blue and white poles. Some days there might be your very own Mr. C somewhere. <laughs> but, I hope not. I hope there's only one of him, darling. But... <laughs> The trick is, is that you you cannot micromanage the world around you. No. You can't orchestrate perfect. So the best thing to do is to love and enjoy the imperfections. Yes. The wibbles and the wobbles, you know, and understand that, you know, your horse is allowed to look. Your horse is allowed to spot something in the distance and see it. It doesn't mean that you're going to have a massive reaction every time. And mm -hmm. actually, it's important that your horse is engaging with the surroundings rather than being so switched off that things do come as a shock. Yeah, oh, 100. And that's exactly where I was at, with where I was in this. I was so down. I can't even tell you how down I was and unconfident and miserable. And I was doing it to myself, mm. largely, because I was trotting around slow as anything, trying to be safe. And then, like you say, the horse is so switched off, something would happen and it would be massive for him and then obviously me. Mm. Um, so there you go, guys. Lessons for today is there is comfort in the forward. Just trust us. I've put all my trust in Greg and it's paying oh, off. So it is though, darling. I, I absolutely I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm enjoying riding my horse. I feel Yay. like I've got my horse back. So uh, please, if you do one thing today, put your trust in Greg too. 
try that forward thing just try it you know and even if you don't like it stick with it because after a few times it will make sense to you especially if you do get a spook or you do get a husband doing diy or a pheasant or whatever you will see it in action i promise you that i can't say it to you any stronger than that what we would love to see as well is if you do decide to join us on this journey and you want to give it a go um I put something on the Facebook page. Oh my gosh, Let yes. Let us know. Yes. Take a little short video. If you can get someone to video of you doing your rain changes in a working trot, focusing on going in different directions, but in a forward positive way. Yeah. Then, you know, add it to the Facebook page. Let us see so that, you know, you can really show the world that you're a questie and that you're taking part exactly. in your own life. The Facebook page actually is for all new questies to join us and yes. uh, share in your successes. Um, so I'm actually going to accept that challenge, Greg. I'm yeah. going to do a video of me doing the short, the, the awful trot I used to do, the yeah. slow one that I thought was oh so safe. But when you see it, guys, in the video, it really doesn't look that safe at all. And I'm going to show you me going forward. And, um, you know, and I can't even believe I'm saying this. I hope I get a little spook when I'm doing it to show you how. It's I, know, I can't even believe these words are coming out of my cake I hole, know. can you? I can't. <laughs> who is she? Um, who is she? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, to show you how it really changes your confidence. I can't, it, I, it's so powerful. I can't say enough. The freedom of forward, guys. So we also did say in these podcasts we were going to share with you all the nutty things and brilliant finds that we get for our yard and our horses and ourselves. Um, as a nervous rider, I never really, I, I would buy lots of kit, buy lots of tools to keep myself safe. Uh, there's a very, I've got to show it to you, there's a stick in my tack room, right? It's a child's riding crop, but it must be for like a two-year-old. I don't even think it's as long as a ruler. I, I want to say it's 15 centimetres long. Because when I first got my horse, they were like, oh, stop him eating the bushes like that. And he wouldn't. So they were like, you need a stick. And, and the nervous rider in me is I ain't carrying no stick. And I'm definitely not hitting my horse with a stick. So you went out and bought Barbie's stick. Honestly, it's like a pencil. It's so funny. And I called it my tappy. Because oh, <laughs> I wouldn't even. I would very tentatively stroke his neck with it. And do you know what, do you know what my horse did? Carried on eating the goddamn bush. Funny so, so, yes, I'm a tappy. Um, but, yeah, so I would buy lots and lots of things. But I never really invested in... I would buy my Ariats for swanning around the yard and going up Hicksteed looking like I've got all the gear. But I never would buy boots for riding in does that make sense because I didn't see myself as a rider and I didn't have any confidence in myself and I didn't buy into myself but also if you bought boots for riding you know what that means don't you You'd I would actually have, have to, to ride, ride. Yeah, exactly that <laughs> so so uh, you know very early on in my lesson with Greg I I kind of thought well I am using my legs for the first time ever uh you know because obviously trotting around slowly you're not using your legs and in my big clunky country boots, or my big chunky Ariats, um, you know, that are for, you know, general wear, I was finding it hard to, to ride in a school properly. So I thought, I'll go and get myself some long boots. Now, I've never been able to. I am five foot two, short and wide. OK, I'm not going to lie. So whenever I've tried on long boots before, I look like one of those nutcracker soldiers. <laughs> Aww. you know when it comes up past your knees and you can't even walk yep. you know and I've tried them on as well where they've been really stiff so I remember when I was a teenager and I did used to you know love riding and wasn't afraid like we aren't when we're teenagers you know let's go bareback let's go bareback backwards you know um 
that I, I always found them really stiff and couldn't really have much freedom of movement. Now, I have discovered these guys and they are a game changer for riding your horse. I've got mine on now, even though we're back in the house because they are so comfy. These are the Rheingold Lexus. Now, the, what's brilliant about these boots is they're about £120. Okay, so I know it's a lot of money to a lot of people, but for tailor-made riding boots you cannot get them for that but these are like tailor-made and i'm going to tell you why they come in different lengths and different widths so instead of getting your you know why normally it's just the calf length that changes isn't it? it's mm. either normal or wide these come in wide extra wide they come in short mm. they come in extra short they come in normal and I can't believe I'm saying this. I have got myself a long pair of riding boots for the first time in my life that fit me mm. and I don't walk around like I'm on guard outside Buckingham Palace. Well, just to add into that, Anna, um, you know, I am I am completely different to how Anna described herself. <laughs> like, I'm polar opposite. So I'm six foot two and I'm like a daddy long legs. So I have, like, legs that go on forever. So... But I struggle to get boots as well because I've got big feet, but not necessarily big legs. But I have a pair of these same boots for knocking about riding, you know, everyday riding on the yard. Um, Interestingly enough, they also come in a brown, which is the colour I have. Oh, wow. Um, So, yeah, and they fit me. They, They are long enough. They're comfortable enough for me to just throw on and ride one of the dressage horses. Um, And, you know, they're supportive. And I really enjoy them. Yeah. And they're re- for the for a pair of long leather riding boots because they are genuine. Leather. They're so soft. They're, they're unbelievably soft. soft. But they're quite reasonably priced. You they can really go and are. get some. You can go and get some really expensive, uh, different branded ones, um, and they will set you back a small fortune, like a secondhand saddle. Oh god. But you know, actually, for the for the majority of people who just want something that's going to do the job, that wipe down nicely enough to be able to go off and do a dressage test or, you know, just everyday riding. Just riding the school. They and, are great. Yeah, and, and for me, the reason why I mention these um, in particular is they have helped my confidence. Now, I'm going to get in a bit of a row with Greg here now because he <laughs> will tell me it's nothing to do with what I'm wearing, it's nothing to do with what colour saddlecloth I've got and all the rest of it. But... These have helped my confidence because the boots I was riding in before, well, like I say, we country boots, yard boots, or thicker, the more, I think they're called grass mirrors, which are fine for hacking out and things like that. But when you're riding in school, you need to use your leg. I couldn't, you wouldn't have got me in long boots because before I'd be like, well, I can't move my leg. I can't, I'm flapping in the nose. I feel like I was flapping. I can't move my leg or anything. These really do help my leg and my lower leg. They help me. I can move them at the ankles and all the rest of it. Um, I feel more secure in the saddle. I know it sounds ridiculous. I feel more in the stirrup mm. and I feel more in the saddle. Listen, guys, there are, there are each session I do with Anna, <laughs> there are uh, sort of various different things that she believes would help her in her quest for her confidence and in her riding ability. Some of them... I give the green light on. I think actually, yes, they will, that will help you. That might be good. Mm-hmm. Others definitely, definitely get the red light. Yes. But so the long boots were one of those um, that got the got the green light and the go ahead, and they do help and they will help her. Um, I'm not going to talk about some of the other things that 
worked in. Didn't quite make the list. We'll, we'll pick up on those another time. Yeah. <laughs> Husbands in the other room, let's not in here. <laughs> but these boots, I like I say, check them out. I'm going to put them on our Facebook page. They are the Rheingold Lexus, and you will be able to get them in a length and a width for you. I'm five foot two and five foot two wide. Greg is six foot two. Six foot two, and we have the same boots. And like I say, for my confidence. I feel secure in my stirrup in these and I can ride in these without flapping. So, uh, brilliant. Thank you, Rheingold. So, Questies, we've come to the end of our episode. I just want to thank you for listening and for starting on this journey with me. I'm going to keep sharing with you all the things that are helping my confidence. I can't convey to you enough how I was sick to the stomach. I used to cry. I was so scared of my own horse only three months ago. And today, well, this morning I had a lesson with Greg and we were cantering around, which was amazing. And I loved it. And I really want to share that with anybody out there that might be struggling. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to uh, check out our page for our videos and clips relating to today's episode, please do. And there will be a link also to Greg's page on there, which is GB Dressage, uh, where you can get in touch with him to book lessons. You are out for hire, aren't you, Greg? Oh, certainly, certainly. Get yourself Gregged, darling. You won't regret it, I'm telling you now. It might not even be that you're struggling with your confidence. He is such a supportive, brilliant coach, teacher and friend. I can't recommend him enough. He's given me my horse back and the joy of riding, so I can't thank him enough. And if you are a bit further afield, field for Greg you're thinking oh I, I want some Greg action I'm a bit further away you can still get it darling Greg is available for consultations as well over the phone FaceTime you name it if you've got a particular issue or subject or you just want to talk it through with someone then um, please do uh, check him out that's Greg at GB Dressage and you don't need to be matchy matchy you don't need to be Charlotte Dujardin all you need to do is want to ride a horse right mm-hmm. and Definitely. love it and enjoy it and love it we're here to just help you get better stay stronger and find the joy in your riding again exactly that well i'm gonna go and put the kettle on darling because i'll drink to that wouldn't you i definitely would see you questies till next time